Let's go. It is a Thursday edition of The Plank Show. Josh, I realized something when I left the show yesterday that I heard you say, and I completely did a 180 on my drive in here today. I, I think I'm okay to hang until 11 for the show today. Don't you? I think, I mean, my voice is fine. Right now, tomorrow morning might be a different story, but my, my voice is fine. I, I had my, my uh, what do they call protein bar for breakfast. I was smart. Listen to this. Listen to this. I made an extra one of my travel mugs of coffee this morning, so I've got an extra Java this morning. I don't see any reason why I should have to bolt out of here at 10 o'clock. What say you? Well, I say fantastic. Unless you have a wild list of guests who would only come on if I wasn't here, which is <laughs> no, possible. No, that's not possible. And uh, I'd rather, uh, even if that were the case, I'd rather you be here. Now let's go then. All right, well, let's hang. Let's hang for a couple of hours, man. This is a big day. I, you know, it's, as we welcome you in, it's, a, it's an open show today. I'm in Oklahoma City. I'm at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium. Oh, you will play Stanford later on this afternoon, and we've got you covered right here on not just the Plank Show leading up to it. I listened last night to a couple diamond envies of Tyler's to get caught up, and there's just a what's, – what's the term I'm looking for? Like positive vibes. There's just a good feel around this event, and there always is. Now, you can have your many complaints, many complaints, am I in I, small. There's going to be a little bit of a – traffic issue outside of the stadium have you driven over here recently by the way josh no i have not i'll, I'll have to i'm sure that the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line would be more than happy to correct me but i but i want to say as you go a little bit past the stadium past um the horse track at that i think it's 40 44 35 interchange it's it's a little messy right now and when it's done it's going to be awesome. But right now, I think it's going to be awesome. But right now, it, it's, it's not done. So I would suggest exiting the exit before 132A, potentially um, giving yourself a little bit of time because I, there's not anything like right by this exit, Josh. But if you're heading from, say, Dallas, say, Norman, Stillwater even. And, and I got to be do you know like the back ways here? I don't know any secret routes to get to this area of town. And I've tried before. One time, um, because I was all, I was all, I'm going to find a different way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to find some unique route in here where I never have to worry about getting on this stretch of, of, of hellacious road on I-35 again. And I literally ended up on a dead end while the highway was right next to me. I still don't know how I got there. And I was complete of, you know, full mind. But I haven't been able to master a shortcut to get here. So if anyone has one, uh, I'd love to hear it on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. So you can have your mini complaint, M-I-N-I, about traffic. You can have your complaint about, you know, buses being timely and things of that nature. But I feel like USA Softball and the NCAA has a really good plan and they continue to improve and I think get a little better at it. Um, Ticket prices are always something to complain about, right? That's every sporting event anymore. What else could I throw in there as like a mini complaint? Uh, Too hot. (laughs) 
Am I leaving any not enough food options? Am I running out of anything that fans might have complaints about when it comes to not? It's not just sounding like this event now. It's starting to sound like every single sporting event that's ever been held, right? Indeed, yes. <laughs> right. Parking sucks. Why do I have to pay extra for parking? Yeah, I mean, just all these little things. But I would say beyond some of those, some of those issues that typify 99.9% of sporting events, this is one of those that universally um, everyone seems to have just positive vibes around. I'm sure if you drill deeper, there's someone that feels like they deserve – more recognition in some level of softball or the NCAA or the grounds crew or whatever. But, you know, that was when I pulled in this morning and you see the activity already buzzing around the stadium, acknowledging all of the other issues around here. There's just, as Caitlin Fournier walks in the booth, Josh, there's just positive vibes everywhere around this thing. And that's a great kind of feeling slash atmosphere and attitude to have whenever we're talking about an event that's going to, bring a lot of people to the city, bring a lot of eyes to this sport. It's a massive, massive stretch for not just OKC, but this sport of softball too. Well, and I'm sure for you, I mean, obviously you've been building the whole year for this point. It's, That's right. uh, you know, fortunately for us, it's, and, you know, for you individually, obviously, it's something you look forward to every year on the calendar. We've been blessed in that respect. If, if I came to you and said, Josh, Hold on, selfie time. I said, Josh, if I could change one thing about the Women's College World Series, if you could change just one thing, is there anything that jumps out? Because I feel like, well, for is there anything that jumps out to you? Oh, there probably should be, but okay, uh, see, I'm the same way. There's not really for me either, right? You know, the 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 big one that used to be was it was too jam packed. Now they've spaced it out a little bit. Do you like the new schedule? And by the way, it still takes me a while. I'm just going to warn you. It's so weird. It's so weird to have a situation where after what we did for 16, 17, and every year before that, to play to get that Saturday off. And now, what, you get the Friday off if you win. That's been a weird adjustment. But I, I'll tell you, that Saturday here in Oklahoma City, before the shift in the schedule, and, you know, Oklahoma had to experience that in 21 when they lost to James Madison, 21. And you go back to 18 when they got knocked out. Um, that day sucked. I mean, I just I can't think of any other way to put it. And it's so wild to have the adjustment be, all right, we are going to spread this out a little bit to where um, if if you lose, you got to turn around and play. The reward for winning is to get that day off and then come back here on Saturday. So that's been a weird adjustment for me, but I also think it's been a good one for this, right? Uh, no longer do you have those Sundays where a, um, where a team might have to play two, even though I still disagree with having to play two for the final four in the same day. I wish they could do it in two days, but I understand why. Um, but I like having that on a Monday. I don't know why. It just kind of has a little different feel to it. And there is nothing – Nothing wrong with the day off, Josh, after the Final Four, if you will, in the championship series. So I think that being built in has been really good. I don't, I don't know what could be the next complaint or what might be something outside of working on some of the locker room and the practice areas. Outside of that, I think, I think you've got a pretty salty event as far as how it's run and the facility and, and the makeup of the event too, uh, the bracketing of it, the days. I don't, I don't have too many complaints.
No, no, I don't think so. Structurally, the event is it's sound, but uh, the the facility side, yeah, you could continue to see improvements there. But it's man, it's such a good event, and th- this community's really rallied behind it. Yep, it really has. It really has, which is. Which is why, Josh, I'm not going to allow myself to get into the home field advantage or anything like that conversation because we shall not let that bring down this exciting four-game opening day of college softball. Now, so here's what I do have coming up. Uh, sat in on the Coach Gasso presser yesterday. I had, um, as we talked about near the end of the show, we had some time to talk to Coach one-on-one yesterday, so we'll share a little bit of that. Um, you know, this – I don't know what to make as we shift from college softball to college football here real quick. I don't know what to make of what's coming out of Destin right now. Um, I, I, I know I talked to an SEC person who was, here yes, who was here yesterday and here the next few days, and they said they feel like it's, it's a slam dunk that Sankey wants nine. And in a lot of ways, what is, you know, Sankey's probably going to get what he wants for the conference. But I guess, I guess for me – I'm I'm kind of surprised that we're having this conversation. TJ and Toby were joking about it because nine seems so natural. But I I was cracking up at what Kirby Smart said initially where he was nine, eight, who cares? You know, we're going to play the – we're going to play the schedule. We're going to play the games regardless. Who cares if it's nine or eight? You guys just want something to talk about. And I felt like saying, well, you never tell us anything about what's going on with your quarterback battle. So I I, I understand the – ridiculousness of an eight versus nine game conference schedule conversation josh and how big it's become but i mean give us more info on how your quarterback battle's looking or let us know these other stories that we're not talking about kirby smart that we should be because i don't know why this is ridiculous but josh i still feel like we don't have any finality nor are we close to it well and that comment from kirby smart (laughs) is so out of touch and out of tune with the Georgia fan base. You don't think that Georgia fans have two or three games that they'd like to see played every year right. that they don't want as rotational opponents? Yeah, no. It might, it might not matter to Kirby Smart, right. but it matters a lot to, to Bulldog fans. And then I want to add one more college football thought before we grab our first break, dude. Um, boy, the TV networks are really banking on Dion, aren't they? They're really banking on Dion being something. Uh, the very first two games and by the way one of those games does involve a 10 a.m it's too hot in here with this thing up already isn't it um one of those one of those games does involve a 10 a.m local time kick for colorado but they're going to open up their first two weeks on big noon kick i don't know how this is going to play out for colorado but every so often i'm reminded that you know the rest of the college the rest of the sports world doesn't care about college football as much as we do there's not conversations about the quarterback battle at Ohio State or who's going to replace uh, whom at Anthony Richardson in Florida. There's not these big debates that are going on. Uh, and so mostly our conversations are centered around transfer portal and conference schedules. But I guess sometimes I forget that no one realizes that Colorado was 1-11. Just so many people are like, oh, Coach Prime, I can't wait to see how things work out for Dallas. So – I guess I shouldn't be surprised to see that the first two games are in the ultimate spot for Fox right now for Colorado. Well, they've, they've got a pretty good idea, especially early, that Dion and, and Colorado is going to be a draw. I mean, yeah. people are going to want to tune in to 
to watch this for better or probably for worse. Yeah, absolutely. All right, quick break. Let's get going. It's the Plank Show. We are at the Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City. We'll hear from Patty Gasso coming up right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I have a countdown clock, which makes things easy for me. You ready? As we welcome you back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh on Plank. One hour, 45 minutes, and 32 seconds until first pitch of Tennessee and Alabama, the fifth meeting between those two teams this year. We asked, uh, are you there? I'm here, oh, yes. Did, whenever I said, hey, give me a second, did that go over the air before we came back? No, no, no. Oh, no. okay, all right, right. Yeah, <laughs> so no. Just want to make sure. Full disclaimer, and I've got a, we've got an in-studio uh, audience today, one Erica Slive E-Train is in the – do we still call it the Buffalo Wild Wings studio when it's mobile? Sure we do. All right. You hear that buzzing, it means I have sound, but I, before I, I share said sound, Josh Helmer, I watch, I, we got to talk to Montana Fouts yesterday. And the, the final question, Larry Costigan, our incredible producer for Westwood One, um, his last question was, on a, on a scale of 0 to 10, Montana, what's your pain level right now? She said, zero. I feel no pain at all. Then she got up with her bulky knee brace and proceeded to limp all the way to the <laughs> elevator. And Andy Garcia, who's the uh, uh, the other producer here for Westwood One, he looked at me and we just kind of laughed whenever Larry told us that story for the last question because you say you're a zero in the pain, but you go hobbling off. Now, another little sidebar, I ran into the – oh, gosh, I'm blanking on the Alabama – the former Alabama player that's on the SEC network now and has worked with Dari. Um, I'll think of it here in a second. But when when I, I ran into her and Dari walking in, um, we were just – he asked – Dari asked me something about Oklahoma. She And I asked her about, hey, what, what do you think it is? Because I told them that story. You know, Fouts is saying it's, it's a zero on the pain scale. What do you think of just kind of overall, you know, how available is she? And – that former Bama player said, well, I, I know what it is. I just can't tell you. You know, I, I know what she's dealing with. We all know what she's dealing with. We all know what she has, but it's under wraps. And so from that point, I thought, okay, um, they know what she's dealing with. Obviously, they've known it from the start, but it just – it appears to be as if you're kind of – she didn't tell me what it was, just to be clear, and no, nor did she tell Dari. But it almost – you almost got the feel from how she phrased that, Josh – that in kind of looking at the other storylines today, that Alabama may, maybe is playing with a little bit of fire here, that this becomes more of a pain threshold thing for Montana Fouts. And it's just the term can't do any further damage, I heard, was used a couple of times, and that's always an uncomfortable phrase in my world. But it's, you know, it's arguably, as we, we welcome you back in, leading up to the first pitch of this Alabama-Tennessee game, Josh, it's arguably one of the biggest storylines here in Oklahoma City right now, and that is the availability, the health of Montana Fouts. Well, and from all of that, the, the availability is she's going. And sure. She's, she's ready to go. It's uh, something that just can't talk her out of doing, right? So, And I get that as a competitor. You feel an obligation to your team, and you feel an obligation to yourself to, to go out there and be a part of this moment. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Gasso met with the media yesterday. Let's get to um, OU. We'll hit your text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. I haven't looked yet. How's it looking? There's not anger. 
filled frustration yet. We're all in that happy place that we're talking about. We're in a happy place. Happy place by God. Happy place. People just uh, a lot of recommendations okay. for you to. Uh, oh, for shortcuts? Indeed. Okay, hold on. Time out. Eric is live. Do you have a shortcut to get here to USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium? Outside of maybe just taking the earlier exit. Oh, you come from the north. We the north. You have okay. See, this is coming. I want to remind everyone, especially for those of you, because I could see it that are like, "It's real simple, you moron." Just get. I'm like, I'm not coming from the north. This is coming. Look, I'm getting mad at a text that doesn't even exist yet. It's <laughs> that texter a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. Now, Josh, he was right. I've been hurt. I've been scorned somewhere. But we'll we'll hit those coming up at the bottom of the hour. All right, so I just want to share a little bit of this. I tried to edit it down, um, but you can hear the questions, okay, and I think it gives good context. But this was the best. Coach Castle was asked for an opening statement yesterday, and there wasn't a lot of words. There wasn't a lot of breakdowns. There was just simple. They got, they're, they're ready. Blessed to be here again. Um, never gets old. So excited to get started. <laughs> That's the opening statement. Hey, how you feeling? How's things going? No, 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 no. Coach Gasso just with a very simple, we're blessed to be here. Uh, it never gets old, and we're feeling pretty good about things. Now, there was much, much more from Coach, as you might imagine. Just, it started as a very diverse group, a lot of different backgrounds, different cultures, and almost unsure what it was going to blend like. And they did such a <laughs> significant um, effort into creating this culture that they really gravitated to where I don't know if they found each other on the street that they would all be best friends but when you put them in a room and you put softball in front of them they've created this connection like nothing I've seen and it, it is still kind of amazing because they're so different even each one up here is so completely different than the other yet they found a way to blend this entire team in, and it's been really amazing to watch. Good stuff. Good stuff from Coach Gass. So she, she expanded on that a little bit, Josh, and um, I thought it was really cool. She, she talked about so many different personalities, so many different backgrounds, so many different upbringings, so many different beliefs, and how it's all meshed together. You know, we, we just see it from the – the very simple side of it, right? We see it from the softball side, but it's 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 really kind of cool to see how it's coming together, you know, away from the game and how that's really led them to be, gosh, I guess the term would be what, freeing and loose whenever they're out there. They're, they got a lot of confidence in each other. I think it's well put that you said we see it from the softball side because, right. and, you know, getting to hear from and to some degree and for you probably decently well getting to know these players okay, well, you could see how all these pieces fit, but for a coach and a coaching staff, it's not as simple as, hey, let's go bring Alex Starocco in. Let's go get Haley Lee. You want personalities. You want players that, that get along, that fit. Mm. You want culturally everything to work. And so it's not as simple as, hey, let's go get somebody that has triple-digit strikeouts, bring them into the equation, and away we go. Sometimes you know, it's a little bit more than that, and uh, obviously – Coach is proud of the way that all of it culturally has come together, too. One more from uh, Coach Castle here. Then we'll hit a break, get the, uh, get the text in here. Maybe, maybe. Teaching at Long Beach City College. 
and then I got the job at OU. She stayed at Long Beach City, and then I recruited her to come to OU. So I've been with her since my beginnings, and uh, when she left, went on to Wichita State, and then with uh, Coach Walton Roach, off to way. Florida, when Coach Lombardi left for Oregon, I thought, okay, this is a long shot. I'm going for it. And I went for it and got her back again. So uh, connection has been fantastic. I think she is a perfect blend. Because JT and I have this head coach, hitting coach, mother-son thing going on. So I need that neutral, balanced, calm, cool, sensible, to put all of this in order. And so besides that, she is just an outstanding communicator with pitchers. Her style is exceptional, and they gravitate to it. Hey, good stuff. High praise. It's, I, I had never thought of it that way. I've never thought of it that way. And, you know, JT is a regular on this show, but I've never thought of it, Josh, as, you know, JT and, and Coach – have an incredible coach slash coach relationship, right? And then sometimes you forget there's also that dynamic where dad are a mom and son, right? And so there's you always have to have a great balance. I I never thought anyone could be a better fit with Patty Gasso than Missy Lombardi. I just I never Josh could have imagined that and. Missy did incredible things whenever she was here. I mean, just look at the look at the championships and the trophies. And when I say this, it's not a knock on anyone who's ever coached here before. This is my personal experience. Um, to hear Coach talk about Jen Roach, it further reminds me that, yeah, there, there, there was one person, <laughs> and it's Jen Roach. And it's really incredible the job that she's done. That's why whenever, you know, we'll see the – the panic on the text line of, oh, what's wrong with Jordy Ball or they figured out Alex Duraco. Josh, that's why for me I'm always kind of, hey, it's going to be okay because they've got Jen Rocha. And it has been an incredible balance. What did, what did Coach call the pitching staff? Like a team within a team? I, used, it, I, I think that's the phrasing that she used. So I, I know we talk to JT a lot on this program and he's the man, and he's our guy. But, Josh, I feel like these are those times of the years when you realize, yeah, we really need good pitching to win the Women's College World Series. If you didn't have Hope Troutwine step up the way she did last year, probably don't win the World Series. If you don't have G. Juarez step up the way that she did in 21, is that right? Sound right? You don't win the College World Series. Um, you know, and, and it's wild. They got beat in 2019 by UCLA, and what happened, their pitching. Their pitching struggled a bit. Well, quite a bit in one of those series. But, you know, it's just you, you have to you have to be at your best in the circle. That's what's kind of scary about Stanford today. Stanford's a team that can flat-out pitch it, Josh. And I think it's, you know, with, with Candy and the depth they have in their pitching staff, I think this is about as, you know, difficult of a pitching matchup as you could have in the first round today outside of facing Jordy Ball, a hundred percent healthy Montana Fouts and a 100% healthy Kelly Maxwell. And um, uh, uh, why did I just forget Sander Cock? How could I possibly forget that BFC? 
But I don't know, Josh. I'm just I'm, – I'm feeling really good about where Oklahoma is in that spot. And to hear Coach Gasso talk about Jen Rocha, it just – makes me reflect on how incredible of a job that she's done since day one being here, taking over for someone that was, you know, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't know if there was any better fit. Well, guess what? Here comes Jen Rocha, and it's just absolutely perfect. And Nicole May has just gotten better oh. and better and better. So I think that's a, a great illustration. Alex Storaco, I think, would tell you what Jen Rocha and Oklahoma has done for her career. Now, she came in, established – pitcher plenty of uh credit to her name but it's her, she's elevated right at the mm-hmm. university of oklahoma and just to your point yes uh, i mean no-brainer statement but this idea that uh oklahoma is going to gonna gonna go score eight runs every game in the women's college world series probably mm-hmm. not going to play out that way there mm-hmm. will be tough outs to go get and this this pitching staff you could feel confident that you've got three different options maybe four with Kirsten Deal to go get said tough outs. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, man. Every single time I'm like, all right, let's stay, uh, stay, stay tight on the clock here. Like, I hear a cut like that, and it makes me feel some kind of way. By the way, dude, I've got a college football made me feel some kind of way for you at 10 o'clock today. Don't let me forget. I, uh, I, got, I got very triggered yesterday on Fox Sports Radio but I think I did a, a good job of controlling it. I didn't get mad. I didn't scream. I didn't yell. I didn't do the, the, the blocked yell scream at somebody. I, I was very calm. I was very cool. But I was very triggered. So I'm going to play it for you at 10 a.m. And you, you tell me if I had any right to be triggered, okay? Okay, you got it. I got to write this down so we don't forget. <laughs> I got, I got my – my notebook for the show is still in my backpack. I haven't even opened it yet. We're just rolling. I, and so far on the text line, I've got shortcuts and a couple softball takes. So let's go. 405-651-3439. With Josh, I'm Plank. This is the Home of Sooner fan. All right, at 10 a.m., 10 a.m., Josh, you tell me if I was in the right to get triggered by this statement, okay? Share it together. What's – um. You, you and I aren't like Arnie. We're not like, you got to stick around all show long to get our picks. We'll throw it out right now. Who are the four teams you expect to get tomorrow off? By the way, tomorrow off means that you didn't lose. It's all screwed up this year. Well, uh, I think it will be Tennessee and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And I think it will be Oklahoma State and Utah. Hmm. I think you might be right. In fact, I think that's what I – no, I – yeah, you took Oklahoma State and Utah tomorrow night or Saturday night? Yes. Oh, we got the same four right now. So let's spend the next few hours talking ourselves out of it, shall we? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, quick, uh, from sitting with all of the coaches yesterday, just like some quick observations, um, Heather Tarr is very um, – very emotional here. The Washington head coach, this is the first trip that they've made since her parents passed away. Heather Tarr doesn't have any kids. Um, she, uh, I think she's just recently divorced. And so this has been a, an emotional weekend, not from the divorce side, but her parents, the last time they were here in 2019, Josh, when they um, their, their last trip to the World Series 
was the last time her dad saw them here. And so this is the first trip that she's made since her parents passed away. So you could sense that this means a lot to her. Um, Amy Hogue is a different bird. I can't think of any other way to put it. She was a stay-at-home mom with her three kids. And then, you know, as a standout player, you know, her husband and her decided, let's let's get into coaching. And here she is leading a team to the World Series in Utah for the first time since she played there. Um, Lonnie Alameda is confident, man. Confident. There is no concern or worries about, you know, pitching Sandercock too much in, in this run or any offensive issues. She is confident. Kenny Gajewski, very philosophical. Very philosophical right now, Josh. You almost feel like you should be smoking a cigar and having a cocktail while you're talking to him. Very, very, I think trying to really dig deep. I think you're seeing a guy who's trying to improve and get better as a head coach. So I I was impressed with Kenny. Who am I leaving out? Well, Patty was just awesome, by the way. Patty was just on another another level yesterday. She told some she told some really cool stories about what she had told the team and some of the some of the things that they had uh kind of challenged themselves with, so that was cool. Uh, Karen Weekly at Tennessee. It's like nervous energy. It's like you just don't know. It's like have they had too much coffee or are they worried about something? Are they just a little over caffeinated or are they hiding something? But she just seemed the most Ready to go. Patrick Murphy felt like he was hiding something, Josh. Felt like he was hiding something from us. Now, I don't know if that hiding something was, um, you know, what's next for him. Some speculate this could be his last season at Alabama. If it's the severity of the injury that you're dealing with right now in Montana Fouts, that, uh, that, was, the, uh, that was the one thing to me that kind of stood out. Not that he was dodging or – or dash, dashing away from any questions. Dodging and dashing, what? Just seemed a little bit like uh, he was trying to steer us in another direction. And Jessica Allister is just in, incredibly confident right now. So it's really cool just to kind of see those little tidbits from the uh, eight. Did I get all eight in there? I think I did, right? Yeah, if you didn't, you came very close. Dipping, ducking, dodging for one right. uh, Coach Murphy. He was, man. All right, I do like this uh, from 5808. Who writes, I'm watching softball this weekend, but I'm always thinking about football in our first dive into the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. If the Sooners lose their first football game in the SEC, it is likely because OU Press hasn't been covering the meetings in Destin and we are too far behind. Stop this it. Is, this is a very good point. I, You know what? You'd be really proud of me last night, Josh. You would be really proud of me. Um, we had a we had a 918-er. I dear and dear to my heart, I'm sure, that was just nonstop about why isn't there anything going on? Why isn't anyone, why is the OU media not in Destin right now? Why are they not covering the spring meetings? And I first said, well, they're not doing any pressers or anything like that. Well, come to find out they are doing pressers. So I'm getting just power slammed on that constantly. He's like, you said that we're so, we're behind, blah, blah, blah. Texas sent people to SEC media days last year. And I was like, bro, that's dumb as hell. Why would you send a Texas reporter to cover SEC media days when not a Texas team is there. And and anything, you're not – you know, if you want to send, like, one of your internet insiders to learn a little bit more about the league, that's cool. That's why when it was Chip Brown, I'm like, that's, that's probably pretty smart. Not a bad idea. But 
if you're like, the TV cameras are there. and they're No, they're not. So I finally just reached this point, Josh, where I realized the best thing to do was not to get into a text or Twitter war, but just simply, simply block them. Right, right. I mean, just blocked. So I did that right as I left the show yesterday to make sure that I would be positive vibes only, right? And not be fighting over someone who is mad that we're not covering meetings in Destin. That would, A, blow the backside out of our budget <laughs> to, sit in a, to sit in a lobby and try to kiss up to all these people and then get your five-minute pressers that nobody wants to do anyway. Which, oh, by the way, we could probably steal, so. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Nate. But I think, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> I think we're going to be okay from the perspective of uh, OU being SEC ready. And I don't think it has, I don't think it has anything to do with the lack of coverage live from SEC media or SEC spring meetings. Though I'll tell you one thing. I want whatever budget the Paul Feinbaum show has. Have you seen his setup in Destin? <laughs> no. Is it pretty expansive? Bro, they put that old man on the beach. He looks like he's going to get uh, sunburned. I worry about Paul Feinbaum right now. Anyway. Sign, I, so, Feinbaum is Mr. SEC. I do, I do appreciate you. I do appreciate you bringing that up. Josh, I have a recruiting question here. Would you like to give it a whirl? Yeah, I don't know that it's a good sign, but go ahead. Yeah, well, here, here is the thing. Um, obviously, when you come for recruiting coverage on the ref, you come to the Plank Show. I mean, that's all we talk about nonstop. So I appreciate the idea that you'd rather come here than either A, Locked In, or any other of Parker Thune's shows or when Travis is in the house. But, uh, Josh, is there anything to worry about with Wesco putting out a graphic of official visits that does not include Oklahoma? I, I don't know. I mean, hasn't, hasn't, uh, hasn't he been to Oklahoma? You, you're asking me. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> you're the expert. I, as, as the recruiting expert, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on here. This wasn't intended for follow-ups, Josh. This was just intended – for Tee it up and slam right, it out of the for, park for basically saying, yeah, you're uh, you're absolutely right. Um, that's that's completely what we thought. But yeah, I I thought Bryant Wesco had been in before. I thought I thought the isn't the Wesco battle shaping up to be Oklahoma versus USC? Am I right? I mean, isn't this supposed to be the next Lincoln Riley versus uh, Oklahoma battle that's out there on the recruiting trail? Isn't that what I heard? Well, and uh, hopefully it's one that, that Oklahoma wins. So, mm. I, I, you know, it's – you'd like to see Oklahoma's name on the official visits list. Yeah. But, again, uh, I appreciate you asking me. I hope that gave you a little bit of information. But if I, – I didn't know that we were announcing official visits and getting worried about it now on social media. So I need to get back in line uh, for the absolute positive – what's the best way to put it, Josh? Over-coverage and over-analyzation on this because, to me, I'm not going to freak out about somebody not having us on an official visit graphic 
that either they tried to make, had someone make for them, or a school sends them. So, anyway. Oh, do we have updates here from the uh, from the text line? Would you like them? I would love to hear a little bit more about why we should not panic. But I, I did want to say uh, I love all of you that listen to this show, but you guys are about as bad with your recruiting news as I am because you take a little bit of what you hear there and you take a little bit of what you hear there and you bring it together to fit your narrative. I would do the same thing. Love you guys. But here is one. <laughs> I, I disagree. I feel like that's – everything what? I read on the text line I take is hard-hitting uh, Okay. Uh, here's one from the 405. No, there's no worry about Westco not making a trip to Oklahoma because Parker said he's pretty much in Oklahoma all the time. Isn't that like the David Stone philosophy too? Now, I'll tell you what, you guys, you guys, I may, I may be upfront and honest about my lack of recruiting insight or spending any time on the message boards. I just feel like I'm open. You're not going to come here for that. You can be my expert on that. But, bro, I'm all in on this David Stone recruitment right now. <laughs> That's – I'll tell you right now. That is one that uh, – I'm, I'm living every single little update. When I hear when I hear someone text Parker and they'll be like, Parker, is there any updates on David Stone? I reached out and turned the volume up a little bit more. When Geraldini is on Twitter tweeting at David Stone, I'm like, what's going on here? Let's check this interaction out. Maybe that's just the realization, Josh, that he's one of those kind of guys that you feel like you need in the SEC, right? That kind of defensive tackle. But I might, I'm open and honest about how terrible I am whenever it comes to covering recruiting like you deserve it to be covered. That's why we got Parker. That's why we've got the incredible job that Josh does and Tyler and, and Travis. I'm, I'm just along for the ride. But I'm going to be Mr. Expert on David Stone. I want this kid to come to Oklahoma badly. All right. Um, you want to take a we'll take a break here? We got to, and you feel that same way about Williams Winery too. <laughs> That's right. Add Williams Winery to the list. All right, quick break. When we come back on the Plank Show, let's um let's get you caught up on what we're looking forward to from Stanford today. Plus, we'll hear more from Patty Gasso right here on the ref. Hey, by the way, based on based on everything that has hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line to that previous texter who wisely turned to us on the Plank Show for all of his recruiting information. It looks like all things with Brian Wesco are good. All things are good. Um, Sooner Chris in Pennsylvania writes, would it be wrong for you to make up a fake text just to trigger Plank? Oh, don't worry. I It doesn't take a fake to get me triggered. And I can usually sniff those out. I can usually sniff those out, but no. I, hey, what's the, what's the buzz for the show today, Josh? Happy vibes, baby. Good feelings. Happy, positive vibes everywhere, which is typically what we have on Thursdays because we do hang out at Caven's group. And for all of your uh, water remediation, roof damage, uh, emergency needs as a residential or as a, a business and a property owner, you can call Caven's today and learn more. I mean, you can check their website, 24 7 365, that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Cavens Group, 405-573-3048, or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Steelman will be out at Cavens, and we'll talk to Gary coming up here in mere moments. But CavensGroup.com. All right, um, what did I just do with the text line? Where did the, where did the text line go on the rundown here, Plank? All right. Every so often, I'll click one link, and the next thing you know, Josh, everything disappears on the screen. 
live radio meltdown for you all to hear. <laughs> Lloyd writes, it's going to suck having to listen to Feinbaum more as we move to the SEC. Well, here's a beautiful thing, Lloyd. You, you, you don't, don't have, have to. to. <laughs> you don't have to. Um, and then, the, <laughs> then one more from Brad and Bartlesville. You know, the difficult thing, Plank, on uh-huh. Feinbaum is – He's starting to make a lot more sense. <laughs> you know, the last last year, two years. Now that he's a little bit more on board with Oklahoma, every once in a while he has – I kind of agree with what Feinbaum said. Yeah, look at this guy. He's making a little bit of sense over scary. there right now. He's, he seems like he's making a little – I don't know if I like this right now. He's making too much sense. Um, <laughs> Brad and Bartlesville writes, at least there's bathrooms in the stadium. Well, that's true. <laughs> Miami of Ohio, we had to go outside of the stadium and use – uh, porta potties, but I'm I'm happy, I'm happy that they do have upgraded facilities here at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium. And by the way, I'm grateful for all of your shortcut suggestions. During the span of this weekend, I think I'm going to try them all, especially the one that said, "Don't say this on the air." <laughs> I would like to live in a world where, like, there is a shortcut that is that magical, where it's like. See what you do is you take exit 130. When you hit the stoplight, you push the crosswalk button. You got to get back in your car quick, and there's an underground tunnel that takes you right into the stadium. Like, I I want something that secretive, man. Oh, the police escort has brought in the first team of the day. We are an hour and six minutes away from Alabama and Tennessee. Uh, We'll hear from Patty Gasso next on The Ref.